What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Swingman Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the Central Division and everyone inside of that and how we think they're going to do. My name's George, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by Louis and Lewis. Louis, how are you doing? Quality, thank you, mate. All good? All well? Lewis, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Ready to get into it. Right. So who are we going to kick off the Central Division with? Uh, I believe we're going to start with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, 22-60 and last year, not the best season. Mm. Uh, Louis, do you want to kick us off with a topic? Yeah, I think the main thing you're going to talk about when it comes to the Bulls is Zach Levine. He's easily the team's best player. Yeah, He got 23.5 points, I think, the average last season, which is a career best. Uh, Coming off a big ACL injury. Yeah, that's quite a lot. I didn't realise it was that. Yeah, it is. And at the start of the season, he was putting up like 30 quite easily. He's like Mm. a natural scorer. He's obviously got the athleticism. He's the dunk contest. Everyone remembers him. Yeah, he shot quite a lot. Yeah, he's a very good shooter. 37.3 career three-point shooter. So that's very good. And um, he's going to have to like take it up an even further notch this season. I think he can do that. He's only young, really. He's been and, in the um, league for two seasons now, hasn't he? Is it two? Oh, much more uh, than more, that. Way sure. more than that. Yeah, yeah, way yeah, more yeah. He was with the Minnesota Timberwolves before that. Got traded for Jimmy Butler. I think that was, yeah. Part oh, of was, that was he like 13-14 draft cast? Is it that? If you, uh, if you, if you, I can't remember, remember which one. Somewhere around that time. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, him, Towns and Wiggins played together for like a couple seasons. But yeah. He's gonna have to take it up an even further notch. Yeah, he would be more than two years because he's won the he's won the dunk contest twice. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He's definitely been there for more than two. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, no, no, no. But that's surprising me on the on the shooting and and on the from last year and his points per game. Mm. That's actually a lot higher than I thought. It's because they were awful that you don't know that probably. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I, I think. You know what you're going to get with Zach Levine. I think the more of a question mark is around Laurie Markkinen and how well mm. he's going to do. Yeah, definitely. I, I I think he'll have a good season this season. So do I. So do I. Yeah, it just needs to be... be enough. To, yeah. yeah. What did you say the Bulls were? Twenty two sixty. Yeah, they were twenty two sixty. They worse than the Cavs. Were they worse than the Cavs last year? Uh, I don't think so. No, they I can't. Think they're uh, no, they weren't. They were three games better. So what do you think? How, how what are we saying for the Bulls this year then? Like what are we saying uh, record wise? Uh, definitely of... better than last year. They're over under yeah. thirty, so that's a massive improvement mm. off of last year. I reckon they'll probably be around that. There's there's a lot of playoff buzz for the Bulls, and I don't see it really. Yeah, I don't. I see think it they'll either. be a better team, but like mm. the defense defensively, they're relying on a lot of young players and the players who aren't good defenders at all. You mentioned Mark, yeah. and he's obviously a good shooter. He's a good defensive player. But the man cannot defend to save his life. Yeah, and defensively, they I don't, were poor last year. I, I don't know how tall he is exactly. He's tall enough to be able to rebound uh, better than he Markinen, does. Markkanen, yeah. uh, I believe he's seven foot. I mean, but you never know with the NBA. Yeah, they, they always mess them up. So He needs to be a better rebounder and a better blocker. And Wendell Carter yeah. Jr. also needs to play more because he was injured a lot last season. Yeah, and, but um, he looked promising. He, he, he's a good player. Coming out of college, mm. he done a lot of the defensive work for Marvin Bagley. So um, he's going to have to be that defensive anchor. But for the rest of the team, I'm not too sure, really. Yeah. Talking about college, though, what do we think of um, Kobe White, seventh mm. pick in the draft? Um, look, That's very looks quite, Yeah, looks quite decent. I don't think he's going to start to start yeah, the season anyway. I think he'll, he'll, probably, he'll definitely go into it throughout. You have Chris Dunn. I think we discussed this before yeah. starting. 
he's trash. I don't think he's going to start. <laughs> I think they'll start okay. Thomas Sataransky. Don't that, mate. <laughs> he had a decent World Cup, 15.5 points and 8.5 assists. I think they got to like the quarterfinals, semifinals, Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also earning 10 million a year, so you don't exactly want to put that guy on the bench, really. I mean, so I think they'll contract? Play decent. Mm. Again, another player we saw in the flesh last year, George. Had yeah. a decent game, I think he did that one. Yeah, he did, I think. Um, speaking of bad contracts, I believe he's also Porter Jr. there. He is, yes. he is yeah. Yeah, I is, think that's... He's not a good contract, but he's not that bad a player for this. Yeah, he's, he's a decent player. I think the reason I put Saturansi to start over Kobe White anyway is that this team is so young that they need like an older need guy teams, to kind of yeah. yeah. Zach I think Levine Kobe is probably one of yeah. I think Zach Levine is probably like the leader of this team, and he's not exactly very old. Like George didn't know if he was in the league two years. He looks like a young guy <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. He's going to have to become a better defender as well he's got the athleticism he could he could be like a shot blocker with his leaping yeah i mean last year offensively and defensively they were, uh, they were poor so mm. they, they will need to come on strides and i think they will they will make a stride yeah i did just, all... I, I did just sorry, <laughs> I, I did just have a look and i saw that um also porter junior for the he's played 15 games for the for the balls and in doing so he's actually almost shot 50 percent from free he started every game. He's at point. For, he's at forty-eight percent of the I mean, three. No, I know, but like it, it, in terms of his career as well, I know it's only fifteen games, so it's a small sample size. But he's at a, it, last year was his career best in terms of points per game, or seventeen and a yeah. half. So, like, I mean, that, that's better than I thought it was. I'm not going to. Yeah, lie. I think you have the old Washington, the Washington yeah. view there. <laughs> yeah, at the Wizards, he's kind of. He was kind of. He's always been around that kind of thirteen mark of points per game, and he never really got. He's he's never really improved upon that. But looking at his stats of the balls, I know it's fifteen games, but that's really good. It's really good. I like this team. I just I just don't see. I don't. I, don't I definitely don't see playoffs. Stats. I'd have them on the over. What was the over under? Thirty point five. It was thirty. Yeah. That's very low. I think this team can do. Eight. Yeah, I think that yeah that this team could do eight games better than last year, definitely. Yeah, agreed. I can't say I can rule them out of playoffs. I think they've got a chance. I don't. I'm not going to rule them out. They've got a case. But I just don't. I uh, like. I prefer. Well, we'll get into the other teams that I prefer yeah. in that lowly eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. But um, yeah, yeah, there's a case for it, definitely. All right. With that, do you want to move on to the next team then? Yeah, let's go. Should we go over to the Cavs or should we go what are we doing? Uh, yeah, let's, let's do the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs. 19, 1963 last year. Not not the greatest. Yeah. Not the greatest. That is shambolic. Life Ooh. without LeBron. Yeah, almost as bad as the Knicks these, mm. Uh Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I mean, Colin Sexton's quite a good player for them. Uh, what do we think on Kevin Love this year? Yeah, uh, it, as it getting traded the whole season, which I'm not so sure about. Yeah, yeah, uh, it'll be great. I mean, Kevin Love's a great player. I did see him. I, I saw some of the highlights from him preseason of when he played, and he just kind of got the ball. I think he shot five for five, and it was just kind of lights out from him. And then <laughs> I think he went, he, he he came subbed out, and then you just look at the team and you go, "Where are they really going to get? Where, who's their go-to guy in that team after after he's?" Well, it's out, probably going to be um, Darius Garland. Yeah, the okay. obviously the lottery draft pick from this year. It was like how bad they were last year. They were probably praying top three at the very least. I think they yeah. got five in the end, didn't they? That's yeah. where Garland was selected. Yep. Mm. Um, 
But to be honest, that's not really that bad in terms of things. I think, I mean, we're doing the nice little awards prediction podcast, I think, soon. So I'll I'll leave that one to the side. But I think Garland's going to be a very good player in his first year, actually. In his preseason, he's looked quite, like, very good. He can, he's one of the few players coming out of like this draft that can actually shoot off the dribble. The other point guards are very athletic. The good play, ja, ja Morant's obviously a very good playmaker, but Garland looks like someone who can get his own shot up. And yeah, yeah Garland, I like him. Garland's shot percentage was actually really good in college. Mm. I think it was just under forty-eight percent for the three. Yeah, point. very small very sample good. size because oh, he yeah, was injured a lot. But yeah, he's a good shooter. My question is, how does he coexist with Colin Sexton in the backcourt? Because yeah, Sexton think, needs the ball a lot. Yeah, I think they'll start together, but mm, definitely they'll have to work that one out. I think when I was when I was watching the draft coverage of ESPN, done, they were saying that the Cavs front office see this as sort of a Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum type yeah. thing, where they grow these two players. But it's it's different. I think McCollum was always like that second guy. He's fine with being that. Sexton, mm. I'm not too sure. Or, or Garland, I'm not too sure either of them will want to take a back seat to one another. And, yeah. um, maybe jo- it comes to a point. Is Jordan Clarkson still at the, at the Cavs? He does. He does still play yeah. for the Cavs. Yeah. He, 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 I mean, he's good when he comes off the bench. And I, yeah, I, I he's a nice heat that. check guy. But mm. yeah, as a bench player, he, he always seems to come off and he'll, and he'll score points for, for the Cavs. So, again, but... It is. It does really fall on their season if if Kevin Love stays and if Tristan Thompson stays as well, and then you can kind I of think, decide on yeah. the over and unders there. I think if, regardless of whether Kevin Love stays, this team's going to be bad. Less like there's. I mean, I think, I think there's no other way. But if Kevin if Kevin Love stays, then I mean the the over under is coming in at thirty and a half, which is actually more than the Bulls. And I I I could make the under. I, I think I'm I think banging the, the under on that. Yeah. Yeah, same. I, I think the Bulls will should get more wins than uh, the Cavs do. But he didn't play much last year, did he, Kevin Love? It wasn't no, a lot of games. No, he did not. And when he did, he was he was quite good. You know, average a double double, seventeen points per game. Just under yeah, seven he, yeah. I just looked. He's, he played twenty two games last year for the for the Cavs, and which was it's almost the lowest he's ever played apart from twenty thirteen when he, he was at Minnesota. But um, yeah, I mean, even so, they average 18 points a game for them. So if he plays the majority of the season, you'd like to think that that's going to be a couple more wins straight I off think, the bat for the Cavs. But I think they'll be wanting to play him a lot and get his shots up a lot. So some like a desperate team, say someone like Portland, who he's often been linked with, makes that desperate trade if they need to. Because then yeah. they, they see that this guy can, he can be our third guy. He's not He's not anything more than that on a good team, I don't think. But he's he's a very good player still. He can he's like the perfect big for this version of the NBA. He can hit shots and he can rebound. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but I think I think we'll we're all in agreement that we're saying that definitely on the under on the thirty point five for these for this yeah, team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, even agreed. even with a fully fit Kevin Love and I think yeah. or a Trist, Tristan Thompson. But, uh, I don't see small mention. Games. I like uh, Sheddy Osman as well. I don't, I don't yeah. have anything more to say than that, but I'm not quite like I can't really comment there, but uh, no, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think most of the Cavs is just going to be watching Darius Garland and see how he does this year. And obviously mm. what happens with Kevin Love too. All right, should we move things on? Should we go over to the... Um, should we go Pistons or... Yeah, Pistons next. I'm, I'm eager to go for the Pistons. 
Right, would you want to I start like the Pistons? I like the Pistons. I mean, the Pistons, you can kind of, you know what you're going to get with them. I mean, I think they'll make playoffs this year, personally. I think they'll sneak it as well. I think they'll make playoffs, providing, obviously, as well, that Blake Griffin stays healthy. Yeah. yeah. When Blake Griffin, when Blake's on the court, they're just a, such a better team, obviously. Mm. Um, he did play quite a lot last year. I know the year before that, and I think it was two mm. or three seasons before he was kind of hit by injuries and it was stop-start for him. But last yeah. year, all the playoffs where he had those knocks and he kind of couldn't really play, or if he did play, he was kind of injured, injured anyway. He's just, I think he, he's an, he is an all-star player for me. Um, whenever it is. I mean, last year he got... I mean, he was, yeah. Was yeah, yeah, 20, 25 points a game. That's what he averaged, which in the Pistons seems great. was a career yeah. year, actually. Yeah, well, mm. I was at career year. Mm. Which just, just goes it was definitely his best year in any case. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the amazing thing with Blake Griffin is just how he's managed to develop that three-point shot. Mm, shot 36.2% last year. I, th- I think that's a bit higher yeah, than Yeah, and he took seven a game. Mm. Seven a game is, like, top 20 in terms of how, like the uh, top 23 point shots taken by an individual. Yeah. So that's a lot think, of shots and he's hitting a lot of them. Do we think if he stays fit, there's a chance for him on kind of all NBA second team? Because he was all NBA third this year. Do we think there's a chance of... Um, I'm trying, trying to think of other teams. They do so, it in terms of power forwards no, or they do centers? definitely not first. No, he won't make first, first. But I mean, it, it, coming off a career year, if he can improve on that, I don't see why that there is an argument he couldn't. It is my issue. I don't know if he can improve on that. Yeah, I think really? it would be third again if, if, I, I, he, if he keeps it up. But he's kind of like uh, in the prime of his career now. Mm, he's got he's tailing towards. The yeah, end. I'd say he's tailing towards the end. Oh wow! At a very high level. I mean, sitting next to Andre Drummond, who does nothing apart from sit under the the basket, is going to aid you as well. I mean, I think you're having a, <laughs> that. That's a bit harsh on Andre Drummond. He he is. <laughs> A fantastic rebounder. You know, he is basically. a fantastic. That's why I said sitting on the basket. He does it yeah. well. Yeah, but you're you're <laughs> undermining his job. I'm undermining his offensive game. Yeah, he's, he averaged over 17 points per game last year, and then along with the, mm. just over 15 and a half boards, that is very good production. Wow, that that much on a double double. Yeah, he's not a very he's not a good enough defender for me for what the type of player he is, and um, it it makes like. Obviously, we're saying Blake done great last year with developing his three-point shot and taking that many. But I do want him in the paint a lot of the time. And yeah, having I mean, Drummond there is kind of limiting. They were a very good defensive team last year. Oh, were they? Yeah, they were top 10 in the NBA, I think, for opposition points allowed. Mm, interesting one. I still think Drummond should be better. What's his blocks per game? If you could look that up, then... Uh... I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't have it to hand. He's not, he's not going to be averaging a five by five, but he's still. I imagine he's getting quite a few a game. Uh, all I'm yeah, saying like, is, I think with Drummond, this team has a ceiling, and that's the eighth seed in the East, and that's kind of underwhelming to me. That might be fine for like a lot of teams. I mean, yeah, Obviously, Detroit didn't haven't made the playoffs very consistently this last decade, so maybe they're, they're fine with that, and that's that's I cool. But when it comes to next summer, and Drummond is a free yeah. agent, I mean, this is talking very far into the future now. But what's their over under again? Uh, they're over under thirty seven and a half, which is actually a few games below what they did last last season. So and they were the eighth seed, weren't they? Um, yes, I believe. I, I think they they comfortably make that. To be honest, I think they probably get eighth seed again. I, I think they could get anywhere from the seventh to the eighth, but a few teams could. I could very easily also mm, yeah. see them not making it. But I like Luke Kennard as well for the Pistons. I think Luke Kennard's a good player. Yeah, it's a good shooter. Yeah, he'll, yeah. Be, he'll be. I think he'll be good off the bench. I don't. I don't see him starting, but he'll be good off the bench. Right, Luke, and then obviously you have got Derek Rose. 
which yeah, mm-hmm. there isn't talking. No, no. If De- if Derek Rose stays healthy and he keeps that kind of the thing that he had last year was that it was that in, in any interview I watched of him, he always kind of has that. He's got that swagger. He has a chip on his shoulder, mm-hmm. and I think that aids him when he plays as well. I think if he loses that, which I don't think he will, because I just I think he's that type of player in general. Yeah. But that it's that kind of confidence that just goes straight into him, and that's infectious upon the other team as well. He'll 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 have that in the locker room, and other people will pick up on that, and they'll feel that as well. And I think that can only help. The I think it's just more him accepting who he is now and understanding his role and and what he has to do. I think he's just very grateful at this stage to be. Yeah, it it takes him a while to realise that. Which I, I mean, it's completely unrelated, but it is in some ways. I just so wish Carmelo was like that in that respect. Because if if he had that attitude in going towards it, which I mean he might have, I don't know, but it seems that from the outside in, it, it, it seems like he still believes he's that kind of definite all-star and he's the man that you should build a franchise around which you know clearly isn't but if, um, he, could go, if he could come in and do what Derek Rose is doing right now he'd be an excellent piece to any franchise well yeah I just think it's his game his game doesn't mm. translate well to the NBA anymore but it, I mean it, people can change as we were talking about yeah, before. Blake Griffin <laughs> sure. yeah yeah so, who, who knows Derek Rose is starting behind will probably be coming off the bench for Reggie yeah. Jackson yeah Reggie Jackson kind of a polarizing player let's just say that um mm-hmm. sometimes he plays well most of the time he doesn't and i think that that limits the team quite a lot that yeah. blake has to run point a lot of the time he's the ball handler as well i think um they've also got a new draftee this year and uh his last name is Dumbu- Dumbuya. I think that's how yeah, you pronounce Seiku, it. Seiku. I'm not. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not in a position to say yes or no on that one. <laughs> yeah, Young French guy. We, yeah, we love the Euros down here. And yeah. Um, yeah, six nine. He could be a good defensive player. Like I said, I think they need to be a better. I mean, if they're if they're top ten in defense already, then this guy can only add to it. He's got good physical presence. Maybe like he's not a very good shooter or some uh, or anything like that. But he can get a few easy points and he can defend mm-hmm. for them. So that's a bonus, at the very least. I have just seen that, um, I mean, I can't comment on how much of a reliable source this is, but Andre Drummond averaged about one and a half blocks a game last year. That's quite so, amazing. Yeah, we're going back yeah. to that point. I'm still, I'm still, I still think he needs to be a better defender for the type of player he is. I'm, I'm retaining, I'm not, I'm not moving from that stance, unfortunately. <laughs> You're not Sorry, the biggest Mr. Andre Mr. Drummond. Drummond. <laughs> uh, do we think, think that Reggie Jackson and Derek Rose could play on a court together? No, mm, no, really, no. I when Derek Rose well, comes on, he, he takes a lot of the ball. Yeah, uh, I think when obviously in his best games for Minnesota last year, he was taking a lot of shots, and mm. Mr. Jackson might might uh, might object to that. I don't know, really. It's a difficult one to say. Know, yeah. I, it's I not very like exciting backcourt to me, to be honest. Yeah, Derek Rose's biggest. I like Derek Rose in the locker room. I think that'll be the But okay, but just to 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 finish off on the Pistons. So we all agree that we think that they're good for the over because what they're thirty-seven point five. Did you say? Yeah, we all think that. I mean, I personally think the Pistons will make the playoffs. I think they're just edgy. What about you two? Yeah, Yeah, eight seed. I think. You're gonna stay with the Pistons. I think I think they will make the playoffs. Yeah. So you think you saying eight? But I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes, it's, yeah, I think they will make the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it, it for me it all depends on as well if Blake Griffin stays mad, if Derrick Rose is got yeah, that shit. Yeah, I'm not. 
No one is going to say that they can pass without Blake Griffin. No. Oh, yeah. They're very, very dependent on him. Right. So we've got Pacers and Bucks left. Where are we going with this one? Uh, we're going Pacers next. Let's do Pacers then. So, I mean, Pacers, you think of Pacers and you think of the Victor Oladipo. That, that's, that's pretty much And his it. sweet, sweet tunes on his album. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can talk about that, but I, I, I want to kick off with on the basis of that last year, what, they 48 wins, was it? 48 wins? Yeah, yeah 48, 48 wins, 34 were. losses. And what have we got on that? I've got the over and under at 48 and a half this time. Yeah. That's, that's a tall order as well. I think they'll be fine for that. They'll be about the same as last year, I think. Really? I mean, they yeah. spent half the season without, without him exactly, last yeah. year. They started really well last year. Like, everyone was surprised at how well they started. And for, for me, I'm I'm not sure. Even when Oladipo does come back into the team, I'm not into like I don't think we can expect too much of him. I, I I'm fearful of a Gordon Hayward actually a little bit because he's ruptured his quad. Yeah, pretty rare injury. We know about ACLs, we know about Achilles, mm. but quad injuries are quite rare among NBA players, and he's quite reliant on his speed and his athleticism. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not entirely. He's obviously got a great shot, and he's a good passer as well. But I'm not entirely sure what he's going to look like when he comes back. I think he'll still be a good player, but I think that same type okay. of all star, that I, same I type of all star okay. before he got injured. I think it might take him a season to get into it. So I mean, what are you all? Think about Malcolm Brogdon then. I like Malcolm Brogdon. I, I like yeah, Malcolm Brogdon. He's a good, he's a good player. Yeah, shoots uh, very he, well. With Bogdanovich obviously going to the Utah Jazz, though, I think he's going to have the pressure of being the number one scorer on that team. Which is, I mean, I've Brogdon TJ Warren over. as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm saying, I'm saying before Oladipo gets back from injury, oh, okay. we don't, we don't even know when he's coming back yeah. yet. I think they said yeah. he might be playing some five on five. It's soon, but. They've been a bit murky on the details. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, even when Oladipo's back, I think the focus is going to be on Malcolm Brogdon. But this is the only team in I, I, I believe in in this division. I, I go against the grain. I don't think they're going to break the. I think they're going to go under on their on their prediction. I just don't see them. Well, they've won forty eight games in the last two yeah. seasons back to back. I just don't see it happening for a third time, personally. Especially, I'm actually, with, I'm actually going to agree. Ben Oladipo. Uh, you don't know what Oladipo you're going to get back. Obviously, he could come back and it'd be great. But even so, I, I don't see it happening. When, whenever you we're speaking about all these new teams, and okay, yeah, they got all these new players and they're going to do great, and we're thinking they're going to push up. Some teams have got to go down, and for me, the Pacers mm-hmm. are the teams that are going to go. Yeah, down. I mean, I think they'll probably do as well as they have in the last couple of seasons. So if that is 48 again, it's 48 and a half. Then I guess I'm saying under two, but I think they'll be in and around that. So I think, yeah, I, just, I think I, I don't see them winning more than 48 again. I think it's a lot of pressure on Brogdon to go from where he is was on Milwaukee to like yeah. the guy or the second guy even because you know there was Chris Middleton there was obviously Bledster Blesdar as yeah. well so um it's, it's a tricky one for me <laughs> and um obviously there's the reports coming out last couple of days about Sabonis um mm-hmm. They're looking to maybe put him on the trading block because they don't want to offer him the extension because him and Miles Turner, who is their like their guy at centre, can't really play together that well. And so the longer that goes on, that might maybe a little bit of locker room troubles. Miles Turner also needs to develop offensively. He's a great defensive player, but 
Yeah, I mean, defensively, defensively, defensively the paces we were talking about, um, well, I was mm. talking about points points per game allowed last year, and the paces were actually first, which is which is pretty incredible. But offensively, they were not very good. So <laughs> they're definitely going to have to improve offensively, and and one of those people will definitely have to be Miles Turner. I mean, he can shoot, he can shoot the three well, but yeah. He, he just needs to improve overall going going forward. Post post game definitely is a bit of an improvement. Yeah. It, like after Paul George left, obviously everyone expected Miles Turner to be the guy. No one expected Aladipo to jump out and become mm. like a, one of the best players in the league. So there's obviously some expectation in the paces for him to do that, but he hasn't shown it really, has he? I mean, mm, I, I like him. I like him yeah. a lot. He's a great defensive player. Yeah. But offensively, tricky one. Mm. Okay, so rounding it up, I'm saying that the Pacers are not going to be uh, are going to be under on their 48.5 this season. I just don't see them doing it for three years in a row. Personally, you two in agreement with that? I know Lewis. Yeah, was... I'll, I'll go 48 again this year. Get <laughs> they can go three years oh, in a row. 48. We'll go. We'll go under. Okay, that's interesting. That might be. I'm going to. I'm going to go under. There. You're going to go under as well. I, I think they'll be about the 42 mark, personally. But um, Okay, so that means that leaves us left with the Bucks, And that is an interesting topic of conversation coming off of a 60-win season last year. And obviously, mm. Giannis Antetokounmpo having an absolute mad one. Indeed. Yeah, but then a stinker in the playoffs when needed. So, yes. So that, that's a big question mark. Well, I say stinker. Stinker's um, strong, but underperforming. It's just it's a lot of um it's just coming off of that such a good season and then going into the playoffs as well, it's gonna be a bit different. It wasn't gonna be he wasn't gonna be able to play the same way he did in the regular season because teams just know how to defend it, like how they were gonna yeah. start the game. So they could set up in the exact way to nullify that, really. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Yanis mm. is a monster, but that, I th- that was a big question yeah. mark. I think it I think if we're going to criticise Giannis, we've got to criticise some of the other Bucks for not making their shots in some of those games, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Particularly one uh, Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> but I don't want to rag on the man too much. No, he I like a, Eric Bledsoe. 32.9% from three or 4.8 attempts part of the last game, uh, last season, sorry, I should say, which isn't very good. And um, in the playoffs, he was borderline unplayable. He's a great defensive player. He made all defensive first yeah, I mean, team, actually, which surprised yeah, me a little that, bit. That, that's where his but, um, value is. Yeah. But um, shooting-wise, it, it's a weird fit with him and Yanis, who obviously isn't a great, or he's not yeah. even a, really a three-point shooter at, as of he, right he now. Can hit a three. He can hit a three. Yeah, but it's not. Yanis. Yeah. It's not but fantastic. No, it's not. Thirty-two point I mean, seven in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's below average. Which isn't bad. It's below average. It's below average. But he, just the fact that he that's can, better than what he's he been can doing. take them yeah. if needed is is the good thing. Oh, unlike unlike like Ben yeah, Simmons, for example, who plays very similarly, yeah, but he yeah. can't shoot to save his life. Hopefully, he can he can a bit more this year. But yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's what well, we say that every year, don't we? Than what he got in the in the regular season. I mean, I don't know what his regular season stat was, but I if he's if he's shooting thirty three in the playoffs, thirty in the regular season. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. If he, if he's averaging more three point, if he's getting a better three point shot in the playoffs than he's in the regular season, it shows he's got it in him. But he's just obviously not doing it in the regular season for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean one issue mm. with the Bucks is talking about shooting. Obviously, Brog- Brogdon left as we spoke earlier to the Pacers, and then Miritich leaving to the uh, Euro League as well. That's that's a lot of shooting mm. off the team there. So. 
replacing that. Do you think this team's got worse? Um, slightly, I mean, slightly worse. Yeah. I mean, they've added uh, Robin Lopez, the uh, Splash yeah. Mountain, Brooke Lopez's brother, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Carl Culver and Carl Culver adds, adds shooting, obviously. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, one Dragon Bender, who is underperformed for the Phoenix Suns, but mm. you, you never know what could happen on a team I mean, like the Bucks or the Rockets. They can always make like players good through their system. Yeah. Um, they've got a decent bench actually. I think they've got a better bench than Philly. I don't think their starting five is anywhere near as good though. No, it's definitely not. I mean, I don't see Chris Middleton making All Star again this year. But I mean, it's just going back. If Yanis can actually nail down a three ball this year, even if it's just a spot up or if, if it's moving, if it's moving off the dribble, it's just going to be another dimension to the Bucks that you kind of it's unplayable. Like it, I mean, mm-hmm. moving on to this as well, that the recent GM NBA survey, it was no surprise to see that Yanis was picked as the the player that the most amount of GMs wanted to build a franchise around. It's mm. coming up to a supermax deal now. It's kind of a win mode. It's a win now situation for the Bucks, and I don't see. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think this team's improved really. I don't. They got, I don't the, system. They got the system for him, um, <sighs> but it, it's it's basically how far Yanis will take them. And obviously, he's got a lot of his career ahead of him, so he's got more. He's mm. got plenty of time to develop. But that that um, if he gets a shot, I mean, he he will be incredible. If he gets a shot, he's the best player in the league. Without, without yeah. No, oh yeah. If if he I can mean, stop, if he can hit a three at will, he's the best player in the league. I mean, I mean if he MVP. plays through this, if he plays through this season, he sees like this team is kind of at its max salary level as well. Obviously, that to max uh, Chris Middleton, Middleton and yeah. they paid Brook Lopez as well, which meant they had to drop Malcolm Brogdon as a result. Um, if this doesn't work out for him he might be thinking to himself, like, what else can we do? Are we going to be able to make a trade? Is anyone going to take, like, Chris Middleton's contract or that? I think a trade that intrigued me, actually, I'm not sure if it could ever happen, was if they got Chris Paul. I think that like, this would bring that would bring the team to another dimension for me. I don't know how the salaries would work or that, but I'd be a lot more confident in this team if they somehow got a player like that. Hmm. But, um, you, I mean, like looking ahead in the future as well. Do you do we think that Yanis is going to stay at the Bucks? I mean, it depends on the towards us. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd lean towards Jess. He seems more so. He seems very down to earth. You know, I, th- I think he's kind of like that Lillard type player who mm. is like, "I'm going to be at my team if you want to join me," and that's great. Uh, unlike some other players in the league who are. Moving, moving because they want to win. Yeah, a season can change everything, though. He, yeah. this team, like they, they could get like annihilated by the the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, or even they could get beat before then. I don't mm-hmm. think they will, but they could do. And then he could that complete pe- perspective could change, and he could be like, I need someone like a great perimeter shooter next to me who is a great playmaker as well. And obviously, I think there was a few whispers sort of a year ago that Dallas were. That's what they were planning around. I mean, everyone is going to be planning around trying to get Yanis next summer, but mm. that's 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 a spot that I'd... It, I'd be very surprised if in his... I mean, he's very hushed. Yanis doesn't speak about any of this. Mm. But I'd be very surprised if um, 
he he doesn't want to win an NBA title, and and the Bucks have not been a great franchise really ever. So he like he he'll know this himself. Well, Kareem days. Well, yeah. that's a yeah, long time. And man. I would I would uh, make I, the difference. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay, fair enough on that basis, but it's it, more of a long time ago. Yeah, and it's, it's been a long while now that they haven't been up there. And they've not really been in that contention. So is he going to want to stay there? I mean, he'll get his fifty mil, I think, without a doubt. But I could see the Kawhi situation playing out again for it. Uh, I could I see that personally. Anyone's because scared? It depends on his character. It does. And it, but it also depends on how the Bucks feel because they could get a lot for him. They could get a lot for him. Probably the most. Yeah, the, when you say a Kawhi it's, situation, do you mean like a demanding of a trade? I, it's, or it's Andy a weird, Davis type thing? Well, well you, no, I don't think it would go down to that extent because it, I think you, you get that type of situation from a player being very vocal in the media anyway. And Yanis isn't that type of person. And I don't think that there is a team... I think LeBron would be the only person that would put such a, not tampering, obviously, but he would put something out in the media as to an extent that if he wants a player, he's going to pretty much try and get his way in the media as well with it. I don't see kind of like a Steph Curry doing that personally. I mean, you say that, people wouldn't have said AD was that type and look what happened there. <laughs> That's very true, to be fair. Well, uh, I mean, I, I guess. I Giannis is actually a bit more extroverted than AD is as well, yeah. I think. I could see. I see more of the Bucks losing confidence in the fact of Yanis signing and then trading him away. Anyway, I, I mean, see that. until they're sure of that, I don't think they're doing. Yeah, you, you never in the NBA. You don't really want to give up a player as good as he is, or at that even level. With, even with Kyrie, things. even with Kyrie, when they were very, there was pretty much a lock before it's sort of February March time that he wasn't going to re-sign. They didn't. They didn't deal him. They kept on. It's uh, just, uh, I don't know. It's just I see. I think he should get his fifty million. But again, I mean, the the, the Bucks realistically are—they're not a great franchise. And I know you can say about the Kareem days, but they—they they might just pay him money for it. But I—I I just think it's what it is. I, he should get his fifty mil a year, but they could just make a really bad decision and not and not want to give him it. I don't know. I, I think no, no. Nah, nah. This I think situationally is he, he's in a very good situation. He's got. He's got a franchise that fully backs him and he has a system that is completely built around him, unlike, for example, one Ben Simmons. But uh, mm. I, I think he's in a good place. It's just for me, I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks can obviously get, they get so many first round picks and a lot of good talent with it as well if they traded him. And it, like the Bucks will see that or they'll see outlaying £250 million, well, $250 million to a player. So it's just... I'm worried about that. I'd like to see him stay at the Bucks. I wouldn't like to see him go and join a super team and stuff like that. But from my point of view, I I see it more likely that he's going to leave than he is to stay, personally. I think so, the point we have to consider is they took him out of nowhere. They selected him when no one else would have. And mm. I think he's the type that is quite grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, he seems like he's quite a family person, for yeah. example, with his father. I, 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 and no, and his I, I agree with all of that, but it comes to a point of that he, all right, he get, they gave him his chance, and now he is pretty much he is the best player in the league, and you can have some arguments with LeBron James. I, I'd personally choose no, LeBron James. But LeBron James, he, KD, if healthy, AD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, in, okay, he's in the conversation, but it's oh, obvious. Yeah. When you get to that stage and you've done so much in your career now, you can only be so thankful for what they've done for you. If he mm. knows that he's never really going to win an NBA title with them, 
Like, it depends on this type of player. For me, if you're that great, you want to win a chip. It's as simple as that. So, I, and he knows he's not going to do that. He definitely wants to win a chip. Yeah. And he, and, and he, he, in deep down, he probably knows that he's never going to do that at the Bucks because the Bucks are not going to go win mode for the next five years. And I don't know about that. I think it depends how much you believe in yourself. Okay, all right. From a personal question, do you think that the Bucks will win a championship in five years? Because I, um, I don't think so. I don't think that. Yeah, I'm inclined um, to say. No. I think they're kind of hamstrung by Middleton signing that big money contract. If they mm. give Yanis a supermax, for example, and have Middleton on a max as well, what room do they have to yeah. add? I mean, they can add obviously the role guys, but I don't think. Yanis is a great player, obviously, but I don't think him and Middleton is enough to take in pass. Eh? LeBron and AD at the Lakers, Kawhi and George at the Clippers, even yeah. in the East, they've got Sixers. And there's and obviously think, other teams that yeah. are going to come up. So, And I think that's what it comes down to. And I think that there's going to be, there'll obviously be, it's probably already going on at the moment, but there's going to be conversations going down at the Bucks and they're going to be thinking about, they can give him this money now, but in three years' time, if they're still not, if they've not even won a conference there, he's going to want to move. And if they know that they're going to move him eventually, they might as well go now and get multiple first round picks and get, and get a lot of, well, they can probably get some good talent with him as well. Cause some good players that will come with them picks. And so mm. for me, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it goes in a year, but I see him moving personally. I think it'd be crazy for them to try and trade him. That'd be absolutely mental. Their whole I thought, I thought next trade, yeah, I think it will have to come down. I think if it will have to come down that, to him submitting a formal request. Yeah, exactly. It'll, it'll be Yanis himself that that will boil down to. The Bucks won't. The Bucks won't do that. Mm. But anyway, where do you yeah, see them coming in the East? Then first last year, where do you see them this year? For me, I'll let you hear. I'll see what you two think first. Okay, I'll start. I see them. I definitely see them top two, but as most people do, I think. And it depending on Embiid's health. If Embiid stays healthy, then I think Philly probably get first, and the Bucks come second. But if Embiid does have his health issues, then I think the Bucks may get first again. Do I think they'll get sixty wins? Probably I don't not. Think, I don't but think over under fifty seven and a half. I'd take the under on that, actually. Oh, I'm not sure. The more and more I think about it, I know yeah, I said I, I think under as well. I think they'll probably get around, I don't know, I'll go 56. I still think they'll do very well. I mean, 56 puts them, what, third last um, year? I'd put them as first in the East, only because I think this team has played together for the most of them for a couple of seasons now, and then obviously most of them last year with the yeah. coach. And I think Philly is going to have to work it out during the regular season with all yeah, these new players, true. all the spacing and things like that. And I think they'll be more focused on the playoffs, keeping them beat healthy for that solo rest in mm-hmm. games. So I'm going to go, I think the Bucks will finish first again. With and um, I think I'm going to go the over on 57. Uh, that's under, mate. It's 57 and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll go over that. <laughs> I'll go over that still. Okay. I, uh, right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for the under, but I think they win the, they win the conference quite comfortably. Well, how many do you think they'll get? So if, if I'm if I'm saying they're going on the under, I'm just kind of looking at the conference last year, and we're seeing that 60 wins, and it was 58 for Toronto, 51 for the Sixers. I mean, it's going to be close. I think it'll be about the 56 mark for them. Oh, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think that's what right. you said to me, Lewis. All right, that's all of them covered then. 
I think that was, yeah, that's, that's pretty much that. That's uh, the central rounded up. So for us, it's kind of that, yeah, we see the Bucks coming at first and, and, and we'll leave that there. Do we see Yanis getting reg MVP? No, personally. I, th- no. I think it'll be in the conversation again, obviously. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that one to a special episode. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah true. Right, we're going to wrap that one up there then. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Make sure that you follow us on our socials at on Twitter and Instagram at the Swing Round Pod. Um, we post pretty much every day on there. So if you just drop us a follow on that and you can uh, you can start to date with us. So that's everything. I'll sign us off there. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Yeah.